Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, September 13, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Selena Gomez, Denzel Washington, Janet Jackson, J.J. Abrams, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. And every once in a while, a celebrity interview. Uh, if you'd like to know what's going on in entertainment and what your favorite celebrities are up to, just make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like that high hill, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a gorgeous, sunny 81 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently on the phone lines, on your computers. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we're back. It's been two weeks. We have, I was on a two-week hiatus. How is everyone doing this Wednesday afternoon? A lot has been happening since we last was on the air. You know, we had Hurricane Harvey that just 
left a path of destruction in Texas. We had Hurricane Irma, who just totally demolished the Caribbean and some parts of the Florida uh, Keys and South Central Florida, Southern Florida, and South Central Florida, and even like the West part, like in the Tampa Bay area. So um, it's been crazy. Also, um, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of family and friends that are in Florida, so I made sure that I kept in contact, you know, especially through social media because, you know, to, to this day, you know, they still, a lot of parts of Florida still doesn't have power. Uh, in Texas, they're still in need, of, well, Texas and Florida, they're still in need of water, clothes, um, gas, you name it. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. Last night they had a uh, the fundraiser was uh, yesterday night. Uh, they raised about $14 million for the victims. Uh, it was organized by Bumby and Scooter Braun, and it had like a handful of celebrities on the phone line from the East and West Coast. They had uh, it broadcast live here in New York as well as Los Angeles. And uh, even Apple donated, quite a few people donated some money. Apple donated $5 million. Uh, Merck, they gave about $1 million. So it was a star-studded event, but for a worthy cause. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about um, Selena Gomez. You know, she is also started out in this business as a child actress. Well, she it, was, it wasn't easy for her. She was admitting uh, when she was talking with this business fashion magazine and how she said she felt violated when she was younger growing up in this business. Uh, Janet Jackson is in the news. Uh, she is continuing on with her tour. Uh, she did a show last weekend, I think it was in uh, Houston. She also came by to help out with the uh, the victims of Hurricane Harvey, Harvey there in Texas. She had did a performance. She started her uh, Unbreakable tour. Uh, she had broke down on stage recently, and she confessed what was might been going on in her marriage. So I'll tell you what that was about. Also this week, um, Taraji P. Henson, your beautiful Taraji P. Henson, you know, this month it's the start of the new fall season. A lot of the fall shows are coming back, one in particular, Empire. Well, the award-winning actress Taraji P. Henson, she uh, went on the record to talk about how um, – She's ready to have a serious commitment with somebody, a serious relationship, but she wants to let that person know, whoever she's involved with, what she, what that person might have to deal with. So she, she gives a, a uh, example of what you know, what type of relationship she would love to have. Also, uh, this week, J.J. Abrams, who we know, the acclaimed director, he's back and is. Uh, he's back to return to write and direct the third and final movie of the Star Wars saga. Also this week, um, we have a lot of uh, illness going on. Uh, Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives of New York, she's battling uh, skin cancer. And Olivia Newton-John, she just had a relapse. You know, she remember she was going through, uh, she had had breast cancer, and it was in um uh, uh, remission And apparently it came back And uh, she sat down And talked with 60 Minutes Australia About what she went through The pain And what she's 
uh, doing to ease that pain uh, that she's had besides, you know, going through the radiation, the typical radiation that you have to go through when it comes to cancer. So she's back in the news. Um, also this week, uh, Sean Spicer said he wants a piece of Melissa McCarthy's Emmy. I'll explain. And um, award-winning actor Denzel Washington, he's coming back to the Great White Way. I'll tell you what he's up to. So what, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> I can't believe it's been like two or three weeks since we last was on the air. And, again, a lot was going on in those weeks uh, as far as the Hurricane Harvey and the Hurricane Irma, thousands of people, several deaths, you know, the flooding, the storm surges. Uh, Florida wasn't hit too bad. I mean, they had some flooding, but they, they said they kept saying they could have been a lot worse. The Florida Keys are destroyed. Parts of the Caribbean are destroyed. So um, people are really suffering out here. Um, they held a telethon yet last night. Uh, it, it was one of these uh, star-funded telethons uh, Tuesday night. They raised about more than $14 million for the victims of Hurricane Harvey and Irma. It was organized by Bun B and Scooter Braun, who we all know is the managers to such artists as uh, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez. And the hand-in-hand telethon, it was that's what it was called, was brought together some of the country's biggest celebrities to help raise money for the people in Texas and Florida. They had George Clooney, Oprah Winfrey, Barbara Streisand, Julia Roberts, Drake, P. Diddy, Carrie Washington, Luke Bryan, Cher, Tom Hank, and and dozen more. They worked the phones, spoke, and performed during the hour-long event that was hosted simultaneously in New York, Hollywood, and Nashville. Apple donated about $5 million during the show, uh, while Alberson uh, Company and Merck, they all they both gave one million each, and I heard Disney made a large donation. I can't remember what was the dollar amount, but they contribute a large donation, and also certain celebrities took it upon themselves to do their own contribution. Uh, I remember uh, actor and comedian Kevin Hart, he went on social media and Instagram and called out uh, his friends, his famous celebrity friends, to. Uh, contribute money for the victims in Texas. Uh, This was before Hurricane Irma had hit. He called out on his celebrity friends to donate. And uh, and then there's also some skeptics because a lot of people, you know, Red Cross has been getting a lot of bad rap because from what happened with uh, Haiti when that hurricane happened a couple years ago when people were contributing money to the Red Cross for Haiti and Haiti we didn't even see any of that money. So a lot lot of controversy with the Red Cross Foundation. There are some organizations that are you can check and, and if I were you and if you haven't donated, just make sure you find out, do the research, find out if the money is being allocated to these funds, to these organizations so that the money and the donations are 
going to these people and uh because it's hard because you don't know you can't be for sure so make sure you um find out ahead of time who you would like to donate your cause your money and they also can need clothing diapers gas generators um basic necessities and a lot of kids have had to Schools had to be closed because they couldn't go to school. So kids need books, book bags, pencils, uh, you name it. So make sure you check out your local organization. You know, growing up in the spotlight wasn't easy for Miss Selena Gomez. Uh, the pop star who rose to fame as one of Disney's biggest teen stars said she often felt violated by paparazzi before she even turned 18. That's right. She said in a new interview with the Business of Fashion magazine that she felt really violated when she was younger, even just being on the beach. She was about 15 or 16, and people were just taking pictures of her, photographers. She didn't think anyone really knew who she was, but she felt violated, and she didn't like it or understand it, and that it felt very weird to her. And because she was a young girl and these photographers or paparazzi, these were grown men. Now, Selena is 25 now. She broke into the acting industry as a child with a gig on the kids' series Barney and Friends, but she began to truly achieve widespread fame at 15 for her starring role on the popular Disney series Wizard of Waverly Place, which ran from 2007 to 2012. Her love life also became a subject of immense fans and media attention once she began dating pop star Justin Bieber in 2011, and she earned a massive following for her music career as well. By the time she turned 18, she was ready for something new. So she started experimenting with more mature themes with her music and acting since. Uh, she also focused on po- personal growth. Last year, the pop star checked into a rehab center in Tennessee to focus on her health and happiness. And she also said that, you know, teenagers that are currently in junior high and high school, they really need, you know, when they're going through issues, they really need someone to talk to because, you know, when Life takes, you know, life is as hard as it is, and when life takes its toll, sometimes you need that positive reinforcement or someone to look up to or to talk to to make life a little better. And for Selena, you know, being in the spotlight, you know, it's hard because, you know, people are pulling at her, tugging at her here and there, and, you know, sometimes you can lose yourself. And also, you know, dating uh, also a famous pop singer as well and his issues and his scandals and things he's going through doesn't make it better. So, And speaking, you know, she and Demi Lovato was also on that same kids series, Barney and Friends. That's how they became real friends, close friends, besties in real life because they started out together. Uh, Tarazi P. Henson says she wouldn't mind having a off-screen co-star in her life. The award-winning actress, who's now 47, says she's interested in having a boyfriend, but only if he's ready for her fast-moving lifestyle. Henson told Marie Claire in a new cover story, quote, I would love to be in a relationship, but he has to see how I move and deal with it because I don't have time to explain. I got work to do. Unquote. The Empire actress has been married, but has uh, 23. No, she never has been married, but she has a 23-year-old son named Marcel. 
the young man's father, William Mark Johnson, who was Henson's high school sweetheart, was murdered in 2003. Henson wrote in her 2016 memoir, Around the Way Girl, that Johnson was abusive towards her, sharing in uh, very excruciating details that he punched her in the face one night during a fight. She ended that relationship from there. And with the separation, um, you know, she she wrote in the book how this man who was her forever man, her first love, was no more. Now, she's very notorious. For, uh, she's a quiet and she's very personal about, you know, she's very quiet about her personal life and her dating life, though she was re- romantically linked to NFL cornerback uh, Kel- Kelvin Hayden last year. Uh, she received a Golden Globe Award and a pair of Emmy nominations for her portrayal of the no-nonsense cookie lion in Empire. And she also said in her wide-ranging interview with Marie Claire that she wants her work to be admired one day like some of Hollywood's very best. Henson also garnered considerable applause for her performance in the Nassau drama Hidden Figures. The October issue of Marie Claire with Henson on the cover comes out on September 19th. And one of biggest uh, Hollywood's biggest stars making his way back to Broadway, Denzel Washington, who boasts a history of success in past Broadway ventures, will star in the Iceman Comets next spring for a limited 14-week engagement. The Oscar and Tony winner will play the uh, the role of Hickey, a heavy drinking salesman who quickly begins to see his life differently after he goes sober. The show will be directed by George C. Wolfe, who has won two Tony for directing Angels in America, Millennial Approaches, and Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk, and three more for producing Take Me Out and Elaine Stritch at Liberty. Previews for the Iceman Cummins, which will run at the Bernard B. Jacob Theaters here in New York, are set to begin on March 22, 2018, with an opening night schedule for April 26. And Janet Jackson drew concerns from fans by breaking down in tears for a moment on stage at her concert in Houston Saturday. It marked a rare emotional moment during an otherwise joyful and high-energy show, her second as part of her newly renamed State of the World Tour, which began two days prior and followed her maternity leave. The 51-year-old pop star gave birth to her first child, son Issa, uh, uh, more than about nine months ago. She is currently in the process of divorcing his father, Wissam Almana, her husband of five years. The two have been together since 2010. On stage at the Toyota Center in Houston, Jackson paused after performing her 1997 song, What About?, a new addition to her set list. Covering her face with one hand, bent over and sobbed for a few seconds, she then stood and said, This is me. Jackson had also appeared emotional after performing the song at her first concert stop in Lafayette, Louisiana, last Thursday, but seemed to recover quickly. In July 2016, Jackson delayed her unbreakable tour, saying she and her husband were planning their family. She also said that the name of the tour would change to the State of the World Tour. She did not perform What About the concert she gave before her maternity hiatus until her show in Louisiana last Thursday. Jackson last performed that song live in 1999. Jackson arrived in Houston last Friday, a day before her concert, and met with Hurricane Harvey victims. And speaking of Janet Jackson, she, you know, she's been remaining tight-lipped 
on the reason she split from her husband earlier this year, but her older brother, Randy, is finally offering some insight. Randy Jackson opened up about his sister's April divorce and alleged that she suffered verbal abuse at the hand of her ex, Wissam Amana. Randy maintained that the abuse against his sister never got physical, but that it did reach a a breaking point that moved him to chime in in an attempt to protect her. So in the wake of the couple's split, rumors circulated that it was like a cultural differences that were to blame uh, because Almana is reportedly Muslim and Janet is Christian. But Randy, however, insists that religion had nothing to do with it. Uh, in a statement to people, Almana's attorney dismissed Randy's claim and opted not to indulge in allegations with an answer. And although Almana's few statements had been subtle, he opted to play nice with his ex in a uh, public, um, in the public eye. You know, he... Uh, wrote her a beautiful message, you know, this was right after she announced that they were getting a divorce. Uh, But Janet recently resumed her world tour, which she, again, she had put it on hold during her pregnancy. So, So, you know, that's all that she sang, um, what's that, uh, what about... Uh, Yeah, if you see the video, if you check, check out the video, you can see that she just... Something was definitely uh, weighing in on her. She just broke down, and it was very emotional. Even some people that were at the show was tweeting live and said that they, it was breaking their heart. They didn't know what was going on. They were confused. They didn't know what happened. She just really was sobbing. And um, after, you know, she had their dancers, you know, perform and dance to the song, and uh, she said that that well, that's this is me, this is my life right here. So it was very emotional, and a lot of her fans, her diehard fans, really felt it. And some were just feeling sorry, feeling bad, and you know they want her to continue to be happy. You know she has a beautiful son, and now I hear that she wants to get full custody of her son as well. Um. J.J. Abrams, who directed the critical acclaimed first chapter in the latest Star Wars trilogy, he's going to return to write and direct the third and final movie of the saga, Star Wars Episode Nine. Fans will have to wait, however, to see what Abrams does with the movie. Episode Nine was originally slated for a May 24, 2019 release, but will now premiere on December 20, 2019. And the um the uh, you know, getting back to that star studded uh, fundraiser, uh, you know, Beyonce who is also a native of Houston, she was moved to tears uh last Friday when she met some of the evacuees who were displaced from their homes during Hurricane Her Harvey. She made a trip to the Saint John's Church in Houston where she lent an ear to people affected by the torrential storm and subsequent flooding that devastated the Texas city. She also handed out meals to 400 evacuees at the church, and she hugged people during her visit. She also chronicled the day in a series of photos she uploaded to her Instagram account. The pop star was joined at uh, St. John's by her five-year-old daughter, Blue Ivy, as well as her mother, Tina, and her former Destiny Child roommate, Michelle Williams. 
St. John also has a special connection to Beyonce because she grew up performing at that church when she was younger. In addition to the visit, Beyonce donated to the Hurricane Harvey release effort and participated in, again, Tuesday hand-in-hand telethon that benefited the victims of both Harvey and Hurricane Irma. Uh, Beyonce was far from the only big name who visited the shelters last Friday. Uh, Janet Jackson again, Jennifer Garner, Kevin Hart, they each made trips to meet with the evacuees as well. And Olivia Newton-John, she revealed that she was unable to walk after her recent cancer diagnosis. The 68-year-old Greek star sat down with 60 Minutes Australia and discussed discovering this May that her breast cancer had returned after more than 20 years and spread to her lower spine. She shared that she had been using medical marijuana grown by her husband, John, to ease the pain, as well as undergoing herbal and photon radiation therapies. Newton-John had undergone chemotherapy and a partial mastectomy back in 1992 and had thought she beat the cancer. She canceled her tour dates for June after learning that she had uh, the cancer had once returned. She is now focused on getting better because she says she has a lot to do. Uh, Newton-John also became an outspoken advocate for health awareness after her diagnosis in the 90s, leading her to launch the Olivia Newton-John Cancer and Wellness Center in Melbourne, Australia. And Real Housewife of New York star Bethany Frankel, she will undergo surgery after learning she has a cancerous growth on her face. The skinny girl mogul revealed to fans last month that she had a growth removed to be tested, and results came back showing it was, in fact, cancerous. Frankel told people she now plans to undergo surgery to remove the skin cancer. The 46-year-old shared that she is extremely lucky to have caught it so soon. Basal cell carcinoma is the most common form of skin cancer, which is often caused by sun exposure, and this is according to the Skin Cancer Foundation. It rarely spreads beyond the original tumor site. BCC can look like open sores, red patches, pink growth, or shiny bumps. She also advocates for the use of sunscreen at all times. The growth was located on the right side of her face, right below her eye, and in an Instagram video to fans, Frankel was seen sporting a bandage where the skin was removed for testing. It is unclear when the surgery will take place. you got to put that sunscreen. It doesn't matter if you are the fairest of the fair or the darkest of the dark. I know more people, certain uh, Dark-skinned people have a lot more um, melon in their skin, but you can still catch it. So make sure you go out. And even in, even you know, I, even on a cloudy day, even when the sun is not that strong, that potent, still put on the sunscreen because you never know. And even in the winter, you still got to put that sunscreen. Uh, right now we have here... Uh, 26 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. We're back. I was on a two-week hiatus, and we're back for the the upcoming fall season. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in to the show, welcome. That's Entertainment broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern. Every now and then we do a special Friday edition. 
But uh, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, if you like entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture, make sure you tune in here every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. for the latest. You can also follow the show on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website that has over 80,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. Just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box. You can listen to the archives from there. You can listen to the archives here on Blog Talk Radio. And you can also catch the show on iTunes. Uh, let's see. We uh, Kathy Lee Guilford, uh, poor thing, she is mourning the loss of another person that's dear to her. The 64-year-old Today Show host announced on Twitter Tuesday night that her mother, Joan Epstein, has passed away at 87. The pair also announced jo- uh, Joanne uh, Passing on the Today Show uh, this morning, uh, Gifford co-host uh, Hoda Copy she shared an Instagram post of both her and Kathy Lee um, along with their moms. Epstein had appeared on live with Ke- uh, Regis and Kathy Lee a number of times during her daughter's career as well as on Today. Gifford's mother's death come two years after the host's husband, Frank Gifford, died in August of 2015. Her father, Adam Epstein, died in 2002. Right now we have here uh, 28 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, I'm going to give you the latest on Mr. Sean Spicer. Apparently he wants a piece of Melissa McCarthy Emmy, and I'll tell you why. Also, uh, music producer Mark uh, Ronson, he's facing another lawsuit, this time accusing him of ripping the elements of a song that he used for the, his 2014 mega hit, Uptown Funk, with uh, Bruno Mars. Also, some good news for Wonder Woman fans. Uh, director Patty Jenkins is back. She uh, directed the summer blockbuster hit, Wonder Woman, so she's going to be back. She's been signed on to direct the next superhero flick. And uh, Lady Gaga says she's taking some time off for herself. And is Kid Rock a racist? I'll tell you why there's been an accusation that points to him well, kind of being doing some racist moves. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it. 
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 26 minutes left remaining in the show. That's the latest from Debbie Lovato and Sorry Not Sorry. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that Sean Spicer wants a piece of Melissa McCarthy's Emmy. The former White House press secretary told The Blast that he deserved part of the award for the actress' portrayal of him on Saturday Night Live, which she won for Guest Actress in a Comedy Series at the Creative Art Awards Sunday. Spicer hasn't always been so kind about his uh, double-gagger, though. Uh, In February, he called her impersonation too mean and said she should dial back. In July, he called the portrayal stupid or silly or malicious. Malicious. Uh, But Spicer seemed to be able to laugh off the joke now that he's out of the White House, where President Trump was rumored to be upset that his press secretary was being portrayed by a woman. As for whether he ever appeared on the late-night sketch show, Spicer kind of hedged. He said that if they ask, he told the blast, we'll have a conversation. Music producer Mark Ronson is facing yet another lawsuit accusing him of ripping off elements of a song and using them for his 2014 mega hit, Uptown Funk. 
The latest allegations come from a company, La Strada Entertainment, which claimed Ronson's song clearly sounded like the 1980 track More Bounce to the Owl, which was created by their client, funk group Zap and Roger. The lawsuit asserts that the first 48 seconds of Uptown Funk, which featured Bruno Mars on the vocal, is especially similar to More Bounce to the Ounce. La Strada reportedly filed a lawsuit against Ronson, Sony, and popular music provider Apple and Spotify in an effort to stop the song from being played or sold moving forward. The company is also seeking unspecified damages, according to the gossip site. Mars... Bruno Mars, he was not included in the lawsuit. In the legal filing, Lestrada con- contends that Ronson had referred to the members of Zap and Roger as being influenced. It's just the latest lawsuit filed by a group of companies claiming Uptown Funk stole aspects of one of their songs in recent years. Last October, the 80 funk group Collage sued Ronson and Mars, among others, for allegedly ripping elements from their 1983 hit, Young Girls. That lawsuit claimed that modern hit makers used the same rhythm, structure, and crescendo of horns and synthesizers from their song to create Uptown Funk. In 2015, meanwhile, the Gap Band won a claim against Mars and Ronson after alleging that the duel stole from their 1979 song, Oop Upside Your Head. The band was awarded 17% of the Uptown Funk publishing royalties as well as writing credits on the 2014 chart topper. Another funk group, The Sequence, they also claimed that Uptown Funk uses elements of their 1979 song, Funk You Up, though they did not appear to ever file a lawsuit. Reps from Ronson did not immediately respond to a request for comment about the latest allegations. His call for reconciliation comes six years after he ended their marriage via text message. Now, you're wondering who I'm talking about? Russell Brand. Remember that infamous split from Katy Perry in December of 2011 through a text message? But now the British actors say he would like to see some kind of reconciliation between them. Since their split, both Brand and Perry strove to be amicable, with each other in the media. Uh, in a Vogue profile from 2013, Perry talked about Brand's intelligence, but understandably with a hint of tension. Soon after their breakup was announced, Brand told Howard Stern that the distance between them as touring, traveling celebrities is what drove them apart. But in her cover story conversation with Vogue, the part of me singer elaborated a bit further on the time she and Brand spent, uh, spent apart while she was performing. Now, since moving on from the comedian, Perry has been linked to Playboy singer John Mayer, DJ Diplo, and most recently in an on-again, off-again relationship with actor Orlando Bloom. Brand married Laurie Gallagher, the mother of his 10-month-old daughter, Mabel, in August after a roller coaster courtship of their own. And the Wonder Woman behind this summer blockbuster hit Wonder Woman is back. Director Patty Jenkins has officially signed on to direct the superhero flick highly anticipated sequel after months of speculation. Warner Brothers confirmed last month at Comic-Con that the hit would be getting a sequel come December 2019 and announced that star Gal Gadot would be reprising her role as Diana. Uh, But Jenkins' uh, return according to Deadline, was waiting on a salary bump to put her on par with a male director who would be entitled to some serious bucks after the first film, Incredible Box Office. Jenkins' initial contract was just for one film, 
as coming into Wonder Woman, she only directed one movie, 2003 Monster. One Picture Deal are stranded practice at Warner Brothers for directors tackling big-budget flicks for the first time, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, there's no word yet on Jenkins' salary, but she's bound to have negotiation, uh, uh, bound to negotiate some kind of serious cash. Uh, Wonder Woman's smash box office records upon its release in July ranked in more than $800 million globally and became the highest grossing live-action movie by a female director. And Real Housewives of Miami ex-class member Lisa Hotstein boarded a private jet out of Florida ahead of Hurricane Irma, and people weren't happy about her public display of wealth. The former reality TV star took the Instagram to share an image of her, her surgeon husband, their two-year-old son, and a pair of dogs in front of a jet over the weekend to announce they were fleeing the Sunshine State ahead of the storm. The post was instantly slammed for being tone-deaf, considering many Floridians could not afford to leave in the wake of the storm. Hoshin updated her photo caption to include several photographs attempting to justify the jet. She... uh, this is what she said. Um, she said, quote, to all these ignorant people leaving nasty comments, although it's none of your damn business, we were not the only ones in this plane. Every seat was occupied, and my son had to sit in my lap. That's what she wrote. And then she says, uh, everyone is posting on um, SM about how they escaped. This happened to be mine. I don't need to apologize or hide to anyone about how we do so. We also did not have paperwork for our dogs to fly commercial. At every vet was closed, and she went on and on about how the vet was closed and every flight was booked, and there was no way in hell they could leave them behind. And it didn't e- it didn't seem to go over easy. It didn't even help her case because many commentators uh, commenters uh, comment only though pe- people comment on her uh, page saying that they thought she just seemed out of touch. Now, uh, people was writing how um, they felt that karma will catch up with her. Uh, it always, it always do. Another Instagram user pointed out her backwards approach to the situation, and uh, this remind me of another controversial image shared by Treasury Secretary Steve Nunchin's wife. Louise Linton, when she was boasting about her designer accessories when she exited a government jet plane. You know, people, you know what, don't be bragging about your lifestyle or what you have or what you're wearing, especially in cases where a disaster is occurring or about to occur. People don't want to see that. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. Just keep it to yourself. Why? And, and it goes back to the same old thing. When it comes to social media, everybody feels that they need to post and picture, take pictures of every living event, every moment in their lives. But in this case, in point, you know, here she they're getting on this plane, and people are upset that they're just she's bragging about, oh, we're going on our our million dollar jet, we're getting out of the Sunshine State. People don't want to see that because, you know, there's a lot of poor people that could had to stay behind. They couldn't evacuate, or if they did, they had the opportunity to evacuate, but they couldn't in time. So we need to stop just boasting and showing off and bragging on social media because people don't want to see it and they don't want to hear it. 
Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. Stay tuned. Clarkson and Love So Soft. Right now we have here about 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, you know, Lady Gaga said that she's thinking about taking some time for herself. She announced at the Toronto International Film Festival where she's debuting her Netflix docu- uh, documentary called Gaga 5 Foot 2 that she is planning a rest to slow down for a moment for some healing after her current tour wraps up. Gaga tour runs through December 18. She recently canceled a show in Montreal due to respiratory infection she got while playing City Field in August. She also just wrapped a remake of Star is Born with Bradley Cooper. 
Speaking of Lady Gaga, she said that um, when it comes to professional success, it comes at a price. The pop star finally offered an explanation of what ended her five-year relationship with Kenny, and she seems to think her blossoming career within the entertainment industry was a major factor. Uh, Gaga said in a new documentary, her five-foot-two, she said that her love life had just employed it. She sold 10 million records and lost Matt. She also sold 30 million and lost Luke, and she did a movie and lost Taylor Kenny. It it was like a turnover, and this is the third time that she had her heart broken like this. Now Gaga and Kenny called it quits last year around the same time she was cast in her first feature film, A Star Is Born, which again starred Bradley Cooper. The singer had previously not gone into much detail about what caused her separation from Kenny, and actor best known for his leading role in the NBC drama series Chicago Fire. Gaga, 31, announced last July that she and Kenny, who's 36, had put their romance on hold but seemed to leave the door open for them to get back together. And uh, Kid Rock insists he isn't a racist. He says he loved black people. The singer and Senate hopeful fired back at civil rights groups that were calling for the cancellation of his upcoming shows in Detroit over his support of President Trump and attacks against NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who famously kneeled during the national anthem. Uh, Reverend Charles William II, who is the president of the National Action Network Detroit chapter, said recently that this was a straw that broke the camel back. He said, when you hire Kid Rock, who is known to be a dog whistling and cat calling to white supremacist organization and the white supremacist community alt-right, whatever you want to call them, you take our tax dollars to do that. That's wrong. The group also called Kid Rock out for his previous use of the Confederate flag during his performances. Uh, The singer, whose real name is Robert Ritchie, responded to the criticism in a long, winding Facebook post on Monday. He also said that he would pull his financial support of Detroit-based organization before bashing Kaepernick again, except without naming him this time. The singer ended his rambling rant by thanking the fans who stood by him despite the handful of jerks. That's what he says in quotes. Kid Rock announced a possible run for Senate in July, including campaign shirts, yard signs, hats, and stickers. The campaign hasn't gone far, but he did launch a 501, a 504 nonprofit organization to promote voter registration. And Stanley Dan, Steely Dan is soldiering on after the death of founding member Walter Becker. The the band announced a new string of tour dates Monday, just a little over one week after Becker died at the age of 67. Steely Dan's decision to continue rocking even as they mourn made good on a promise from Donald Fagan, who founded the band with Becker in the early 70s. The tour includes eight North American dates, kicking off on October 13th in, in Tackerville, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and wrapping up October 25th in National Harbor, Maryland. Steely Dan will then head across the pond for a trio of gigs with the Doobie Brothers as part of Blue Fest 2017. This won't be the first time Fagan had played without Becker. In July, his recovery from an unidentified procedure forced him to bow out of the band's performance at the Classic East and Classic West concert in New York and Los Angeles. Becker's final, final Steely Dan show was May 27. He died on September 3rd. And Kenny Chesney home 
in the U.S. Virgin Island has been destroyed by Hurricane Irma. The country singer took to Twitter to share photos of the devastation, though he was not there when the storm hit. In a heartfelt post on his website, he described the destruction Irma caused in the U.S. Virgin Islands and other islands in the Caribbean. He wrote, quote, I've never been in war, but the devastation the people faces in a place I know by heart have left me feeling helpless. It's total devastation, unquote. Chesney, who's 50, quickly sprung into action, putting together an organization called Love for Love City Foundation. In his emotional post about Hurricane Irma, he urged fans to donate to the cause and provide several options for doing so. It's unclear how much money the foundation has raised to date. And speaking with HLN Morning Express with Robin Mead about the disaster, which he called biblical in nature, Chesney vowed to do everything in his power to help the island rebuild. And supermodel Gigi Hadid got some ugly news in the form of a new lawsuit. The catwalk star is being sued by a photographer who accused Hadid of snatching a photo he took of her and posting it on Instagram uh, Instagram page without giving him credit. Peter Cepeda submitted the lawsuit on Tuesday, contending that he employed great technical skill and timing to capture the shot. He claims his license, uh, he licensed the snapshot to several media outlets before Hadid, Hadid posted it to her social media page in July of 2016. The image had racked up about 1.2 million likes of the photo-sharing app since then, and according to the lawsuit and Cepeda's claim, uh, multiple co- publications have used the professional photograph without giving him credit after Hadid posted it. As a result of Hadid's post, uh, numerous prominent commercial online publications copied and posted the copyright photograph, crediting Hadid on Instagram, um, and uh, they said that the alleged they, they no on the the photos that had the photo that has been copied and posted they credit Gigi for it on Instagram so this is what according to the lawsuit that's what they allege now the link to the Instagram upload was also shared shared to uh Gigi's Twitter page and Sapita he charges that he made multiple attempts to get Gigi to take the images but down, I guess, but to no availability. And reps for Gigi did not immediately respond for comment. And Orange is a New Black star won't be seeing any green after trying to sue the city, get this, for $10 million. A Manhattan judge shot down a petition by actress Taryn Manning, who plays inmate Tiffany uh, Doggett in the Netflix prison series, to let her file a late notice of claim after her November 2014 arrest. Manning alleged her civil rights were violated when cops arrested her after her former roommate said she'd violated a court order of protection. The Manhattan District Attorney Office declined to prosecute Manning and her ex-roommate, and they wound up sentenced to 45 days in jail after pleading guilty to violating a court order and harassing the actress by filing a false report. In February of 2016, Manning's lawyer, James Franzetti, asked the court permission to file a lawsuit even though the star missed a 90-day deadline to give the city notice of her intentions. The, detec- the, the detective who arrested Manning knew the DA wouldn't prosecute her, but collared her anyway. 
Franzetti argued the city knew about the facts of Manning's case because one of her lawyers called and emailed the NYPD's legal division. In a decision made public this week, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Lucy Biling tossed Manning case, stating that those phone calls and emails are not a reasonable excuse for failing to file the notice of claim timely. And John DeReef Meyer, wife Mara Lane, she spoke candidly about suffering a miscarriage, revealing that the loss pushed her hubby to relapse. The Viking actor has been battling alcoholism for several years. Lane went on to share with concerned fans that Myers, who's 40, is safe and with his sober living companion and bodyguard to get into a detox closer to close to closer to come. According to her Instagram post, Myers was denied help from hospitals on two occasions in Ireland due to a two-month wait period. The photo in question was taken in Dublin Airport, and according to the Mirror UK, they appear to show Jonathan Reese Myers, who is said to have been struggling to walk on his own, being cared for by police. Myers' addiction had been an ongoing struggle since his early 2000s. He had relapsed in 2015 and was photographed in the streets of London with a bottle of vodka in his hand. He apologized via Lane's Instagram after the fact, assuring fans he was on the mend. In 2009, the actor was arrested again uh, in Dublin Airport for public intoxication and again shortly after in a Paris airport where he was accused of assaulting a lounge employee. He entered rehab in 2010 and has been in and out of treatment since 2005. He and Lane have one child together, a baby boy named Wolf. Their little bundle of joy was born in January. And, you know, and I I love Jonathan Reese Myers. You know, I love him ever since he was in um, Bendit Like Beckham, The Tudors, loved him as Henry VIII, and in uh, From Paris with Love, that movie with him and John Travolta, it's it's hard, you know, that when you when you when you gotta fight that monkey on your back, it's it's hard. And you know, being that he's a celebrity and a public person, you know, it you know, it's it's hard. And I just hope that he he's able to get the help that he's need because he's he really is a talented actor. Uh, Louis C.K. Uh, new, newest movie just premiered this week, but the comedian is already prepared for it to ruffle a few feathers. I Love You, Daddy, which is a self-financed tale about a dad who teen daughter falls for a filmmaker four times her age, debuted this weekend, this past weekend at Toronto Film Festival. And if its controversial plot wasn't enough, casual mention of the N-word, child rape jokes, and use of the word retard are bound to attract some backlash. But as far as CK is concerned, it's time. He said that it's time for Hollywood to uh, grow up. In other words, he told the Hollywood Reporter, quote, you can't think about the audience when you're making the thing. If you do, you're not giving them something they, they, that came out of your gut. You'll be making something that, you're li- that you like if this is okay for you, and they say yes, thank you, unquote. The actor is used to pushing the envelope on his FX sitcom, Louie. He faced criticism from episodes that include sexual assault and blackface. Charlie Day, who co-starred in I Love You, Daddy, is best known for his own FXX sitcom, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, a raunchy crew farce that is a cringe-inducing as it is hilarious. And as far as Day is concerned, he's on CK's side when it comes to being comfortable with the potential of offending members of the audience. Wow. Uh, Two of Hollywood's most... uh, 
provocative filmmakers are teaming up for a movie about real-life African-American detectives who infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan in the 1970s. Spike Lee and Jordan Peele will work together in an upcoming project titled Black Klansmen. And this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. The film, which is based on a true story, will be directed and produced by Lee, while Peel will also serve as a producer. The movie tells the story of a black Colorado Spring police detective named Ron Stallworth, who managed to join the KKK in 1978 by faking his identity during phone calls and other form of communication while sending a white cop in his place to attend a KKK meeting. The strategy helps Stallworth come away with confidential information, confidential information, and allow him to sabotage various KKK events in the process. Now, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, is in discussion to take on the starring role as Stallworth in the production. Lee and Peel have reportedly been working together on Black Clansman for at least the past two years. The real-life Stallworth chronicled his experience in a book also titled Black Clansman, which came out in 2014. Um, and you know, uh, Peel, Jordan Peel, uh, he had that highly successful movie Get Out, which grossed a whopping 252.4 million, despite having a budget of just 4.5 million. And I had the privilege to interview his wife Chelsea um, from um, uh, from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Chelsea Peretti, uh, she was on our show, and uh, I was I had the opportunity to interview her. Um, so yeah, this movie is supposed to be happening. Uh, when it comes to pornography, James Franco said he isn't taking his work home with him. The actor plays a central role in the HBO news series about the porn industry called The Deuce. But Franco said he doesn't watch adult videos on his own. Franco told Us Weekly he watched it in his day. He certainly watched it as research for his show, but he doesn't watch it at all. Franco New Show, which has also served as a producer for dramatizing the accents of the porn business in New York City, wants to become legalized in the early 1970s. And despite his decision not to indulge in the occasional lewd video or movie, he has no problem with anyone who does. Franco stars in the deuce as two characters, a pair of twin brothers named Vincent and Frankie, Frankie Martino, who become front for the mob amid their work in Times Square. The series also stars Maggie, Maggie Gallenhall, who portrays a sex worker in Times Square that joins the blossoming porn industry. The eight-episode series premieres on Sunday. And... Um, Bruno Mars have uh, taken his Uptown Funk to the Apollo Theater. The 24K Magic Singer is filming a TV special in Harlem Sunday. Mars was spotted performing on top of the Apollo Marquee Saturday and reportedly also shot footage at local Harlem. On his website, the five-time Grammy winner teased tickets to a secret New York show but didn't include any more information. Mars kicked off his 24K tour later this week in Charlotte. He's scheduled to perform two shows at Madison Square Garden at the end of September and at the Barclays Center in early October. Well, that will do it for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 